Hi guys and welcome back to the Weekly Live podcast. I am Lucy Evans and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a healthier and happier life physically as well as mentally in a way that is realistic and most of all sustainable long term. It is my mission to humanise the female fitness industry and I love that you are here with me on this journey. and welcome back to another episode of your weekly lift I hope that we are all okay today's episode is going to be a little bit of a random one um and that's not for me to say that it's not going to be a good one it might actually be the best episode that I've done because I am doing it a little bit more off the cuff um and the reason being was is because I didn't actually know what I wanted to talk about in this week's episode and I thought I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna force it, I'm just gonna see what comes up this week, whether that be questions I often get asked from random people or my own clients, um, what I talk to people about in my Instagram DMs because I have some great conversations with you guys over on there, um, or equally just things that may come up in check-ins or end of cycle feedbacks um, that I want to give my thoughts on. And I should probably trust in my gut more often for ideas to come to me because there I was writing a new cycle this morning um, and then once I'd done that I logged onto Instagram and I was having a conversation with somebody in my DMs about meal plans and all of a sudden this week's topic came to me. So I haven't planned it out in terms of like bullet points like I normally would. It's more just going to be an episode for my thoughts, a bit of a diary of what I think about these things during your fitness journey. And when I say things, I mean my thoughts on meal plans, my thoughts on meal ideas and being told what to eat by your coach. And also we're gonna chat a little bit about classes, um, whether that be online, in person, um, you know, at the gym, your local bounce class, whatever that may be, I'm gonna talk you through my thoughts as a coach on those things. Because I think we often get caught up in worrying if we're doing the right things for our results and like I said I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about a couple of mindset shifts and barriers and yeah I'm just gonna chat about them in general I think and hopefully like I said change your mindset um, around why I think certain things about about these areas in the fitness industry. So first I want to talk about being told what to eat because I hear this so much when new clients inquire um, or if I'm just having general conversations with people about their struggles and the saying goes something like I just you know I'm pretty good with exercise but I feel like I just need to be told what to eat. Now I am with you, I used to be that person. I think I might have even said that to my coach in my first conversation with her way back when before I was even qualified as a PT. Um, Because we often think that not knowing what to eat is the problem. And you know, if you've been listening to this podcast a while, you will know that it's not just about what you eat, it's about how much you eat, it's about um, how you make up those calories and the types of foods you eat. Um, and it's not a case of not being, not knowing what to eat. Now, don't get me wrong, like there is definitely, um, people don't necessarily know how best to balance their plate and good foods to include in their diet. But your problem isn't going to be fixed by people telling you what to eat. 
And this actually came up in a conversation that I had about meal plans with a potential client this week. And and she said to me that currently she gets set a meal plan by her coach and um, she would kind of be looking for the same thing. Now, I don't, as a coach, I don't actually offer meal plans anymore. So, and I'm going to talk a bit about this in a bit more detail because there is reason my, reasons for my madness as such. Um, so... I firstly I want to give a bit of a background when I said that to my coach when I first started in my coaching journey and I said I just need to be told what to eat um I opted for a meal plan and I think this is a really common thing that people do because they're like okay like being told what to eat and how much to eat is just going to be so much easier than calorie counting and honestly I don't think you could be more wrong um I, and I'm going to start by saying that meal plans have a place right I offered them myself when I first started coaching um and the reason being was because it does give people structure if you have have you have never ever um like calorie counted you've never thought about protein you know you struggle with portion size then meal plans do have a place in the sense that they give you structure they give you a good starting point. Um, so for me, like I really learned, okay, I was actually overeating quite a lot on potato um, or I was, this is a good like way to split up my meals. And I, I do think they have a good place. But do I think they are a good option for long-term lifestyle change? No. And this is the whole reason I actually took them out of my coaching service um and that is because as a coach i do promote long-term lifestyle change now giving someone a meal plan and telling them what to eat is not a long-term solution like i said i think it's great to get you started but if you're being told what to eat when you finish coaching how will you ever learn how to manage your nutrition on your own if someone is telling you what to eat and what to do And I almost see a meal plan as like putting a plaster on a cut. Like, and I actually had a client come to me recently saying that she did a meal plan with a previous coach and now she's coming because she actually really wants to learn about her nutrition. And it's almost like the meal plan will fix the temporary problem of like maybe not knowing what to eat. And it might give you that starting point, but you're not ever going to learn like how you fit meals out in or you know how you might what happens if you go out for dinner and you get given a higher calorie meal um and you've already eaten you know over a half of your cat two thirds of your calories that day and this is why i love calorie counting and i do appreciate that calorie counting isn't for everybody but i do think it often gets a bad rep because people aren't educated on it enough to know how to do it properly and use your calories wisely but i feel like that's a whole nother podcast um but i love calorie counting because it is a real it's probably the most flexible form of dieting or a way of managing your nutrition that you can have because you get given a calorie target and then you choose how you use that calorie target. So, you know, if you are going out for a meal that night and you need to allow extra calories for the evening, you can reduce your breakfast down to slightly smaller portions to allow for a bigger meal. If you've got a work lunch and, you know, you need that flexibility because you're not going to sit there eating your meal prepped, um, 
Tupperware whilst everyone else is tucking into the buffet because you'd probably just feel a little bit stupid. So you can incorporate things like work events, um, you know, baby showers, children's parties into your calories without the stress that someone's being telling you what to eat. Now, I lasted on my meal plan for two weeks and I often found that when I set clients' meal plans at the beginning of my coaching um, career, that they probably stuck to it for about the same amount of time. And the pattern would kind of go like this. Someone would come on the phone and say, yeah, I definitely want a meal plan. I definitely need to be told what to eat. I, you know, exactly, I need to know, right? And then they would have it and they would realize that it was actually really restrictive. Um, because, and, and I would say, <laughs> I am not a restrictive coach. Um, I am not someone that puts on their, you know, chicken and rice three day, times a day and no chocolate. There was normal foods on there. Um, and, you know, foods that you could have with your family. Um, but it's not what you might eat. And I think that's one of the really key things is like, if you're trying to improve your nutrition, and someone's telling you what to eat that is nothing like what you would normally eat, then it's not going to be enjoyable. And I'm a big believer that, you know, your diet needs to be enjoyable if you're going to be able to stick to it. Like, you don't stick to things when you're when you're miserable, you dread it. And, you know, you've got chicken for the third night in a row that, that week. So they would actually find it quite restrictive. They would then also be like, oh, well, what do I do when I have a meal out? And then I'd be like, well, it's tough because... I now then have to tweak your whole meal plan to allow for that meal out. And you then don't know how to incorporate meals out and see results. So then they would come off the meal meal plan. Um, The second thing is, is people would like maybe fancy something. They might be like, oh, I really fancy a curry tonight. Um, Is there a way like we can fit a curry in? Um, And then I'd have to go away and try and fit a curry in. And my point is, is your coach isn't going to be available every day to be tweaking things for you. So if you can, if you can learn how to manage your nutrition yourself, you're going to have so much more food freedom. And you're going to learn how to fit normal life into your food um, without and still seeing results without having to message your coach every day, or without um, having to worry that um, you know, you're overeating because you've already eaten half your meal plan already and you know that your final meal isn't the same calories as the meal on the meal plan. Um, and then on the flip side of that, for me, this is a massive thing I found. And I remember like, if I had a meal off the meal plan, even if it was the same calories, I started to think like, oh, should I be eating this? Or would is it okay to be eating this? And you start to like associate different certain foods as being good or bad. When the reality is a meal plan is just a way to keep you within your calories and give you structure. Um, it's not about the particular foods that are on it most of the time if your goal is fat loss. Now, don't get me wrong. I do follow a couple of bodybuilders that... Um, that follow a meal plan and I think they have their place in the industry but if you are a lifestyle client or somebody who is looking to change their lifestyle in a realistic and sustainable way then personally I don't think you are going to learn anything from being told what to eat when to eat and 
again, I think it has kind of some negative connotations. The other thing I would say is like meal ideas. People like variety. Um, people say like they get bored of their food easily and they like to change it up. So again, being told what to eat and having set meals set by someone doesn't really give you much variety unless that coach is changing your meal plan, you know, every week, every day, which is going to be very time consuming. Um, then you're not going to get loads of variety from it. And then you get bored and then what happens? You don't stick to it. Whereas if you are calorie counting, for example, if you fancy a curry that night, you can work one into your calories and you don't have to feel guilty about the fact that you're having it. So it might you might think that, oh, well, it will be good because I'll get loads of meal ideas from it. Actually, like it will probably just give you five, six meal ideas and you will be lacking like variety. The other thing I would say is your coach isn't a recipe book. Um, I often get asked a lot for meal ideas. And again, I'm a big believer that of almost like encouraging clients to find meal ideas for themselves because I don't know what you enjoy. I don't know what you eat. Yes, I can give you advice and be like, actually, here's, you know, here's a couple of meal ideas. But the reality is like, if you don't like a certain thing that I like, then my meal ideas aren't going to work for you because you're not going to stick to them because you probably are not going to enjoy them. And also, your coach struggles with meal ideas just as much as you do. I get sick of knowing what to think of what to have for dinner every Sunday. And if I'm being quite honest, I actually stick to like a rotation. So I have like five meals that we know we have, maybe six or seven meals, and we'll change one or two out every week. But to be honest, for ease and convenience, I actually just stick to like the same five meals most weeks. Um, and I personally don't get bored of that. So when someone says to me, oh, I need variety, I'm like, that's great. And it's fine that you need variety. Like there's nothing wrong with if you're somebody who does like to change up your meals, but you need to figure out what that looks like for yourself because long-term you need to know how to um, include variety in your diet and still be able to stick to your calories or maintain your weight. Um, and don't get me wrong, I we in in coaching, for example, we you know we have recipe books. We do what I eat in a day challenges where clients will post their meals from the day, um, or they'll post their meal plans, for example, and it will give people other ideas. I think there's no harm in asking other people for ideas and getting some inspiration. But what I would say is like coaches aren't walking talking recipe books. So when you want variety in your meal plan, the best way you can do it is is to work it out for yourself um, because you are actually going to learn something about yourself and how you're going to manage your nutrition long term. So in summary, I think if you have a coach that tells you what to eat and you are, what your goal is to make this a long-term lifestyle change, then I would consider a more flexible form of dieting, whatever that, whatever that might be for you, um, because being told what to eat isn't teaching you anything about your nutrition and how you um, are going to live your life long term beyond coaching. 
The next thing I want to talk about is random workouts and classes. Now, I was, to give you a bit of background, I was a class bunny before I started with my coach. I went to body pump, I would go to spin, um, I would do hit classes, um, and I would do different random ones every day, every week, and wonder why I wasn't seeing changes in my body. Now, again, I think classes and random workouts have their place. Um, If you just want to purely focus on moving your body getting your heart rate up um, and you know getting out of the house to exercise then great and I'm not um, bashing anybody who enjoys that form of exercise I think ultimately it's down to what feels good to you however if your goal is to change your body composition um, for example you might want to be getting more toned um, or um, you know you want to get stronger then changing your workouts every week and doing random workouts that you've chosen from a portal online isn't going to get you there. Now, this was a really hard, that's a really harsh reality, but I used to go to body pump every every night and wonder why I wasn't getting toned. Um, I used to go to hit classes and think that it was going to give me abs. Um, and it wasn't until I started doing the same workouts in the gym with heavy weights that I really started to see a change in my body. Now, that doesn't have to necessarily be in the gym, but it, you know, it, it can be at home. I have plenty of clients seeing great results at home. Um, but my point is, is, so to give you an example, I program my clients' workouts in eight-week blocks, and there will be times they have the same workout week in, week out. And if you listen to Debbie's podcast recently on here, she also came from a class background and she said that was one thing that actually really worried her when she first started was having the same workouts each week in the fear that she was going to get bored. Um, And I definitely had that same fear. I was like, oh, how am I going to get on with working from an app every day um, instead of like following along on a class? So firstly, I'm a big believer that like it should fit into your lifestyle. So we didn't take away classes from Debbie. We just reduced the amount she did. So we did like one class a week still. Um, and then we would we put in free weighted workouts. For That's just an example. So you can still include classes if you are someone that likes to follow along and you like variety. But where you will see the best results is by repeating workouts and doing core exercises, not core as in your tummy, like squats, deadlifts, um, you know, key exercises, I guess is the right way to to put it, um, regularly and over time. And the reason being is, is because firstly, classes are actually a form of cardio. So if they are, unless they are really slowed down, you've got suitable rest periods in there. Even if you are holding dumbbells, it doesn't mean you are weight training. Um, True resistance training happens with heavy weights around eight to 12 reps with decent reps, um, rest periods in between where you can really slow it down and work the muscle. So you're not going to sweat as much. You're not going to feel come out of the class, um, come out of your gym session huffing and puffing. But your muscles are going to have worked hard because that is true, true resistant training. Then, if you want to get stronger, you need to be repeating the same exercises for a decent period of time so that you can measure your progress and allow your body to practice getting better at an exercise. 
Um, so for example, if you did a bicep curl in one of your classes at the beginning of an eight week block, and then you didn't do bicep curls because you changed your workouts for the next eight weeks, how do you ever expect to get better and stronger in your arms if you're not doing the same exercise for a decent period of time? The second part I want to talk about here is progressive overload. So by repeating the same workout each week, you are going to be able to achieve what is called progressive overload, which is basically a fancy way of saying um, increasing your weights or your reps and making it harder over time. So to give, let's go back to the bicep curl example. If you do a bicep curl at the beginning of an eight-week block um, and then you repeat it the next week, maybe using the same weight, and then you repeat it the next week and actually because you've practiced it two weeks in a row, the weight starts to feel a bit lighter. So then you might say, right, I'm going to go up by one kg and this week I'm going to do it with five kg dumbbells instead of four. Um, And then you might do that for another two to three weeks whilst your body, you know, practices, gets stronger, adapts. And then by the end of the eight week block, you might say, do you know what? I think I'm going to go up to seven kg um, and I'm going to really push myself here whilst maintaining your form, may I add. Um, But what you then see over eight weeks is progress. And not only then is it a measure that you're getting stronger, um, but also it's motivating. Like you start to see those PBs come through and then you start to try and push and keep pushing and, um, you know, see that progress happen. Whereas if you're changing your workout, say you did that bicep curl at the eight weeks and then you do it at the end, you don't do it again because you've changed your workouts five million times. And then at the end of those eight weeks, you're then like, try to do it again. You're going to pick up the same weight because you're going to be like, well, last time I did these, I did them for eight weeks um, and uh, I haven't done them for eight weeks and I did it over 5kg then so I'm going to do it over 5kg now and the chances are you probably haven't got any stronger in them because you haven't practiced them, you haven't done them, you haven't measured your progress, you haven't pushed yourself. So it might seem daunting to uh, have a same workout for an eight-week period But trust me when I say you get other wins from it because you start to see progress and that's motivating. You start to push yourself in your workouts because you're like, okay, today I'm going to go in and I'm going to really push for that PB, which you don't get if you're constantly changing your workouts. There's also this myth that if you do the same thing for too long, then you're going to plateau and you need to shock your body by doing all of these different things. Again, not true. Um, Actually... Don't get me wrong, I don't think you should be doing the same workout at the same weight for six months because you're not going to see any progress. But by allowing your body time to practice, repeat, push on the same exercises for an eight to 12 week period, then you're going to see better results and again, better body composition. And I just want to touch on like the classes thing to get toned. Um, And I I have been there, so I'm not like... uh, discrediting anyone that thinks this but you're never going to get toned from going to do four classes a week that are all random and they actually get your heart rate up and you end up really sweating muscle tone is essentially your muscles um, low body fat and your muscles showing through your skin and for your muscles to show through your skin not show through your skin you know what i'm talking about that muscle definition Our muscles need to get bigger and stronger. And the only way they get bigger and stronger is by decent weight training, not by 
um, you know, 20, 30 reps of the same, um, of different exercises that you're probably not even pushing yourself hard enough in. So if you truly want to see a change in the body, your body, put down the barbell body pump and get yourself into the gym lifting heavier weights and really pushing yourself beyond what you ever thought you were capable of doing. Because that's another thing I would say is, since I've slowed it down, since I've given myself decent rest periods, since I've been practicing exercises, I've actually achieved things that I never thought I would be capable of achieving in terms of weight training. Um, Because you can't go up to, so for example, more recently I squatted 80 kg. That is more than my double, um, more than my body weight. And to me, that was amazing. In in a class, you would never ever be able to achieve that because you've been, you know, you're you're exhausted because you've done so many reps at light weights, um, and you don't have the time and the appropriate rest in between to be able to push yourself with the exercises. So when you do slow it down, when you give yourself the appropriate rest period, you've really got a chance to achieve things with weights that you probably never thought your body would ever be capable of. So in terms of exercise, if you do just want to get out, move your body, get your heart rate up, then yes, by all means, go and do your classes, go and choose different workouts. But if you truly want to see progress, you want to get fitter, you want to get stronger, then you need a proper program, you need structure, you need consistency and repetitiveness and Don't let the fact that you think you need variety put you off because actually you you get your wins from elsewhere and and like if you're somebody that's like yeah but I do need variety I get bored you will get bored with the classes every week if you were doing the same workout for sure but if you're doing the same workout and you're getting PBs and you're pushing yourself you're not going to get bored because you're going to be motivated, you're going to be challenged and you're going to see those wins and you're going to see the benefits of repeating the exercises over a significant period of time. So I've hoped you've enjoyed this little episode. Like I said, it's a little bit different. So I would love to know what you thought, but that is my thoughts on meal plans. I don't think, and in summary, I don't think you learn much from them in terms of long-term lifestyle changes. Your coach isn't a walking, talking recipe book and struggle with meal ideas just as much as you do. They can help you, they can support you, they can guide you with your nutrition. But ultimately, like if you can learn to make your own choices and find out what works for you, then again, it's something you're going to be able to keep up long term. And random workouts most likely mean random results. And if you truly want to see progress, you want to get fitter and stronger, then you need structure, you need weight training, and you need repetitiveness for a period of time so that you can practice, practice, practice. Um, If anybody has got any questions, my Instagram is Lucy underscore team lift. I'm always more than happy to help people with some free advice, training, nutrition, whatever it may be. Like I said, my DMs are always open for those conversations. Um, But otherwise, I will see you guys next week for another episode.